It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. The Adam Ritz Show is on campus today in Wisconsin. We're at the uh, University of Wisconsin, Stevens Point, UW-Stevens Point, and we are broadcasting today in front of this beautiful live studio audience. That's fantastic. Thank you for the warm welcome. We are here today as part of the Caught in the Act Awards, and what the Caught in the Act Awards are, uh, we give away uh, an accolade and award to a young student athlete who uh, does their fair share off the court, off the field, to make their community better, to give back. And we honor these student athletes and their community service, and we meet with the athletic department. We have a nominee, and our athletic directors uh, and associates and administrators at UW-Stevens points, it was unanimous who this person was. Our winner today of the Caught in the Act Award is Alexis Hartman. Let's have a round of applause for Alexis. Okay. Hi, Alexis. How are you? Hi, I'm good. And you've been nominated, and now you win the Caught in the Act Award for, for your community service, your character off the field. How does that make you feel? Awesome. I didn't know it was coming. You didn't know it was coming. Total surprise. Total <laughs> yeah. shock. Now, we don't, you know, give back to our communities to win awards, but it's nice to be recognized. And we do this so that uh, it can inspire even me, the host, and everybody listening to this radio broadcast to get up off your couch, to get involved with your community. Uh, one of the things I've heard about you guys doing is you're on the volleyball team. You were in the Final Four. And while you were at the Final Four, you were even still doing community service. What happened? Um, yeah, we actually got to go and visit an old folks' home where they have um, people living there, and they're helping them medically. And so we split off into different groups. My team went and we played volleyball on the floor with them and did some bowling stuff. Um, some other people painted their nails. Um, they got to play with puppies. They got to do a lot of fun stuff. Well, you know. Did you, like, take it to them? Did you just spike it right down their throat? Um, I got hit in the face a couple times <laughs> by the old people. Um, no, they're actually really good. So That's yeah. fantastic. And uh, what is your? let's talk about the volleyball team real quick. What, what year are you? And when's the next Final Four? What can we look forward to? Well, I'm a junior, so we have one more year next year for me. And we're going to go to the Final Four again, but be a championship next year. Fantastic. Well, with the role in the community service, with uh, working with the uh, elderly and all, giving back to every community you can, that's, that's inspiring to me and our listeners. We thank you so much. Let's have a round of applause for Alexis Hartman and everybody here at UW-Stevens Points. Thank you. The Adam Ritz Show. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Joining us on the telephone, friend of the show, Duncan Fletcher. Hi, Duncan. How are you? I'm doing real well, Adam. How are you today, man? Uh, things are going fantastic here, and we love having you on the show to talk about athlete development. You are with PADS. That's the Professional Association of Athletic Development Specialists. Did I get that right? I was off on one syllable, wasn't I? Yeah, you're wrong. It's pretty close. It's the Professional Association of Athlete Development Specialists, but you're right in the ballpark there. And athlete development is something that um, that I believe in, I'm a part of. It's part of what I speak around the country on. Uh, from your perspective with PADS, uh, talk a little bit, reset it. What is PADS for our listeners? Well, very simply, PADS is the association of different professional sport groups, everyone from men's tennis, all the way through the WWE, the NCAA, and most of the major professional sports organizations that you know of. We kind of meet under one umbrella 
to talk about what are the major issues that are going on in, in sport as it relates to athlete development. And basically what we're trying to talk about is we care about the entire athlete, not just about what they're doing on the field, but what they're also doing off the field so that we can provide athletes with the best possible transition into sport, dealing with the challenges of being a professional athlete and being an elite athlete, and then help them prepare for their eventual transition away from the game so they can have success in all facets of their life, not just what they're doing between the lines or, or on the playing surface. That uh, was perfect. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, information and education to help the uh, athlete uh, be an all-around uh, great person both on and off the field. So, uh, Duncan Fletcher with PADS, I wanted to bring you on the show to talk about your summit coming up. It's a national convention for professional sporting um, organizations, the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, and others. Uh, like you said, the founding members of, of PADS, you are getting together in just a couple weeks on the weekend of May 2nd in New York City in Manhattan at Major League Baseball headquarters. Uh, talk about this uh, conference, because we've got a lot of coaches and athletic professionals that listen to this show that probably would uh, benefit from being at this conference. Absolutely. I, mean, I think it's a, it's a phenomenal chance to get the opportunity here for people that are working in the field day in, day out, that have their hands-on athletes on an ongoing basis that are dealing with the challenges that these guys face. And then basically what we're trying to do is provide those resources, those services, those the opportunity to have a conversation around the issues that these guys face and provide people with you know, first-class access to information that they can use on a day-in-day-out basis to impact their athletes. So we've got one of the focuses this year, which I think is really interesting, is the key piece of you know how do you build a meaningful relationship with your athlete? How do you get them to buy in? How do you get them to trust you? How do you create that relationship quickly so that you can build on it, not only to help them improve as athletes, but obviously they impact them away from the playing surface. So... We've got two world-class speakers coming in, a gentleman by the name of Keith Berardi, another one guy by the name of Andrew Sobel, that are coming in and they're talking about, you know, really how do you effectively build those relationships that can have an impact on your athletes for the long term. And uh, those relationships build them from the perspective of, of who, the head coach or the, the owner, the, the front office? Well, the way we're looking at it is from an athlete development specialist perspective. And those are the folks that are kind of working with the guys that not only have to deal with the challenges that these guys are facing when they're playing the game, whatever game they may be playing, but also help them deal with the issues that are taking place away from the game. And I think that that interesting crossover between actively playing and actively dealing with their lives is where athlete development specialists kind of fit in. And the relationship that you have with that athlete is going to be markedly different than a coach or an owner. And I think that they, athlete development specialists, really need to work on building strong relationships that have deep trust bonds with the athlete. I think if they're able to do that and do it more effectively and do it quickly, then that particular athlete development specialist is going to be more effective and going to be able to create better outcomes for their athletes. I'll buy it. Yeah, any relationship, uh, sport or not, any relationship that has a lack of trust, there's going to be issues. There's going to be a problem. So that's, uh, that sounds like uh, some great programming and some great resources for this upcoming uh, national convention. I believe the weekend of May 2nd. Is that correct in New York City? Yeah, it's uh, May 1st, May 2nd, uh, as you mentioned, at the Major League Baseball headquarters, uh, which we got a first-class facility there, and it's going to be uh, – I think very interesting. If folks want to check out our agenda, you can go to www.paads.org, click on Summit, 
and follow the path and check out our agenda. I think you'll, uh, you'll see that if you have any real interest or uh, engage with athletes on an ongoing basis, then, you know, potentially making the trek out to New York to see the athlete development some of the well worth the time and energy. It certainly would. I've been there uh, three years in a row, I think. I'm really uh, proud of my association with PADS and uh, PADS.org and the Athlete Development Summit. Uh, this year, unfortunately, I can't make it, though. That's why I wanted to have you on my radio show, so I could personally find out what's going to happen there over the weekend. And we could promote the, uh, the convention for all of our uh, coaches listening across the country. If you are involved with an athlete or a sport on an elite level and you need some uh, information, want to get more, uh, more in tune, I guess, with your final finely tuned athletes that uh, are running their butts off for you on the field, maybe you know how to connect with them a little bit better off the field. This is something you need to check out. Even if you can't make the, the summit uh, May 2nd in New York, uh, you definitely want to check out the website, pads.org, P-A-A-D-S.org. Duncan Fletcher, uh, a pleasure to have you on the show again. We'll have you back again in the future. Before I let you go, I guess pull out of your uh, hat one uh, high-risk uh, issue that uh, not only would affect uh, an elite athlete, but really anybody walking uh, the face of the earth, whether it's drinking, drug awareness, uh, performance-enhancing drugs, steroids. What's one of these issues in your sporting world that really transfers over to everyday life that, uh, that means something to you? That's a great question. I think, I think there's a variety of different things, I think, that uh, would transfer, obviously, from the sports space uh, into the into sort of the general, the general world. I think one of the key things that uh, I think that we're going to be discussing in uh, or at the ADS is issues around relationship violence. And basically, we're bringing in uh, some representatives from the One Love Foundation, who, uh, which was founded in, in memory of Yearly Love. And what they're going to be talking about is just the, the challenges of relationships that kind of arise out of athletic environments, um, both, you know, in terms of the professional and the amateur side of things where there's opportunities or where issues can arise between men and women. And the idea that there are specific strategies which can be implemented to improve relationships, not only amongst athletes, but also beyond and promote, uh, promote better decisions uh, for athletes and that they can use, obviously, in sport and beyond. So I think that's one of the interesting things that we're going to be addressing uh, that kind of has that transferability beyond sport. But uh, I think, again, we're, we're really hoping that most of the stuff that we're talking about is really going to allow folks to, to take it and have an impact not only on their athletes uh, and have their athletes use it, but also transition beyond that. And beyond sport as well. That is a fantastic example of something uh, affecting professional athletes that transcends sport, affecting families across the country. Domestic violence, healthy dating, dating violence, uh, definitely something to keep in the forefront of uh, all of our minds. Duncan Fletcher, again, just a pleasure to have you on the show. For more information about this Professional Athlete Development Summit in New York City around the weekend of May 2nd, go to pads.org. That is P-A-A-D-S dot org. This is Andrew Seymour, General Manager of the Fort Myers Miracle, and you're listening to The Adam Rich Show. 
As we roll on with the Adam Rich Show in Southern California, I'm in uh, a really beautiful part of the country. This is Redlands, California, and I'm on the campus of the University of Redlands with a college football player. This is Mike Corey. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Uh, I want to hear about this uh, community service project that you're part of uh, with the team, the uh, the football bulldogs here at the University of Redlands. Uh, what kind of bulldog are you, offense or defense? Uh, I'm a defensive lineman. D-line, all right. Yeah, a little undersized, but I play with the motor. Okay, on. so if, uh, if you were just a little thinner and a little quicker, you'd be a defensive back. Uh, probably linebacker. Uh, probably. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I didn't mean to insult your, your <laughs> no, speed no or agility, but is, what, what, is, is it, uh, what would happen if you gained a little, like 100 more pounds and, then, and lost some of your quickness, then you'd, then you'd be an offensive guard. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, that's how you want to put it, pretty much. Okay, so uh, back to the community service. Uh, what are you guys doing? Basically what we're doing in a few weeks, I believe April 27th through April 30th, we're going up uh, the camp for good times. It's in the San Jacinto Mountains, and basically what this camp is, is they bring in kids with cancer and they allow them all expense paid. They allow them to do activities they normally wouldn't be able to do, let them forget about life for a while. I think outdoor activities, riding a horse, walking on a trail, swim, obstacle courses, things of that nature. So basically what our team does is we go up there for, what, three or four days, and we work on their all-manual labor, digging, tearing down houses, building trails, whatever it is they ask us to do. And for every $1,000 we save for that camp, for the people who run the camp, that allows another kid with cancer to come into the camp and, and, and enjoy it. And for me, I have a young cousin. He's struggling with cancer right now. It, it's near and dear to my heart. So I remember going last year. Very humbling experience for a number of reasons. One, you're benefiting a kid who, who doesn't have much to smile about. And some very heart-wrenching stories about kids who don't make it. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I heard some of the kids, that get buried in the camp for good times. Sure, it's, 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 really, it's, it's touching and, and yeah. it's, it's tough to think about. But no, it's extremely humbling and, and it's manual labor and it's tough, but it's for a good cause. And I think it's something I'm going to look back on in the future and be glad I did. Okay, so it's called Camp for Good Times. That's Camp correct. for Good Times, yeah. and uh, I love the. Uh, that's easy math for my small brain to do. Every thousand dollars worth of manual labor that you do means that another kid can yeah. go enjoy the camp. Yeah. Um, and you know th- that is tough as manual labor, digging holes and building building tree houses and stuff. Um, let me ask you about uh, that thousand dollar mark. Is there a way our listeners? can alleviate some of that uh, financial burden. Can you go to a website and donate? You know, truthfully, I don't have that information right now, but I'm almost positive you can make donations to the camp. I remember a few of the guys on the team last year, they held a charity event, and all the proceeds went for the camp for good times. I don't know exactly how you do that, but I'll, as soon as possible, try to get that information. Okay, and we'll get that on uh, another broadcast in the future. But I'm just going to guess that... If it's called Camp for Good Times, that it's going to be, if you just Google Camp for Good Times, Redlands, California, you'll be able to find some sort of digital property where you could probably make some sort of online donation and help out with these kids. Yeah, and also on YouTube, our head coach, Coach Mike Maynard, he has a, about a 10-minute video where he just talks about it. It's probably back in like 2011, but he, there's video clips of us working and us digging, and, and he just talks about just Camp for Good Times in general and, and how it benefits the kids and, and some of the work that we do. So that's something I'd advise listeners who are interested to, to go check it out on YouTube. Very good, yes. Search Camp for Good Times on YouTube and check out uh, the team here, the Bulldogs at the University of Redlands, helping out their uh, fellow man. So let's get to football now. Um, you know, I was surprised when I uh, drove out here to Redlands, let's say about an hour and a half uh, east of Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, 
I was in the Long Beach area and it was kind of chilly. It was 64 degrees and I get in my car and drive to Redlands and it's 90 degrees yeah, here. I mean, yeah. it's hot here. Oh, it's uh, year round 365. It's, it's it, pretty much, I, I think it's rained once this whole year. It's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, in California, it's, dre- it's desperate for, for, for rain. I mean, we're in a drought, but. Now, is the summer hotter or it's just hot? It's hot like this every day. You know, I was born and raised in the Inland Empire. It's just, this is normal. This is no- every day. It's, you know, 90s, 80s. It, it is yeah. what it is. Well, the campus is uh, unbelievably beautiful. I uh, see so many campuses. I'm uh, inspired to maybe write a book called Hidden Jewels or Hidden Gems, (laughs) the best colleges you've never heard of. This is right up there. I mean, it looks like a movie set. In fact, I was asking uh, a coach earlier, do they shoot movies here? I mean, have you seen any uh, movie stars walking around? Uh, You know, not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. But beautiful campus, no question. They should definitely shoot some sort of TV show here because it's it's gorgeous. And I there's something about the Southern California palm trees. You know, I spent a lot of time in Florida. Yeah. They're totally different. They're taller. Yeah. They're t- I don't know. Oh, yeah. uh, do you know anything about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I just turn on Dr. <laughs> Dre. You, you listen to him talking about the palm trees and the beautiful women rolling around California. Uh, yeah, California, beautiful place. I don't know where anywhere else would want to live. All right. Well, Mike Corey with the uh, football team at the University of Redlands. Uh, and you know what? We encourage you, if you're looking for a place to go to college, check out uh, the University of Redlands. Is it redlands.edu? Yes, it is. Go dogs. Redlands.edu. Go to YouTube, search out Camp for Good Times, and uh, please, if you can somehow donate money to this cause, it's fantastic, and we appreciate you for all of your hard work and your efforts with uh, your community service here at Redlands and the University of Redlands. Mike Corey, a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for having me on. Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social, technically. The Adam Rich Show is on location today in Chicago, Illinois. We're at the uh, football headquarters for the Chicago Bears with the director of Bears Care. That's cool. I care bears. I, I have daughters. I know what that is. I know what a care bear is. This is Bears Care. We welcome Marge Ham to the show. Hi, Marge. How are you? Great. Thanks for being here today. I'm so happy and proud to be here in the uh, the Bears football complex uh, in Chicago to speak to you about uh, all the initiatives uh, around the Bears philanthropies. Um, you're the director of Bears Care. Well, as a, as a football fan, uh, I'm excited uh, as a, uh, uh, I guess, a proponent of awareness and fundraising and charities and philanthropy. I'm excited because of how uh, the NFL and the football season marries up with really the charitable time of year mm-hmm. between uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month and then uh, sort of a new one in November is, oh, is yeah. November where you don't shave. Guys don't shave to show support and awareness for uh, male-centered cancers like yes. t- t- testicular cancer and prostate cancer. So, uh, well, I, it seems like you want to – are you doing a, a mustache well, campaign? <laughs> we're not doing one through the charity, but actually a couple of years ago we had uh, someone in our accounting department who – became aware of this initiative before it's, you know, gained the general awareness that it's getting right now. And uh, he started it internally. So I would say maybe two or three years ago, we had quite a few staff members. And uh, the the females in the office found it all quite entertaining. And, you know, in any male-dominated atmosphere, you know, you sometimes can have some uh, fun and games that arise when you have someone you're working with every day who all of a sudden looks a little different yeah. than they used to. Um, so last year was the first year we really saw our players jump on board with it, and uh, there were quite a few who participated. So it was uh, very exciting. So the club also has a partner that uh, 
focused one of their campaigns on prostate awareness. There was some in-game activation in September, and I'm sure they'll do some things with them moving forward in November. That particular area of research doesn't fall within the, the Bears Care spectrum, but again, it's a, it's a very visible platform, one that's gaining momentum, one that has momentum here internally, um, and, and one that will support as much as we can without dollars necessarily. So, Marge Hamm is our guest, uh, Director of Charities and um, the Bears Care Program with the Chicago Bears, and we're moving right along the football season uh, from Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October and November, where uh, you're, I guess, encouraged to grow out your whiskers to support male-centered uh, cancers. Um, Thanksgiving, Meals on Wheels, then uh, the Coats campaign, um, Toys for Tots and Christmas. Um, how busy are you during this time of the year? It, it's very busy. I mean, we work all year to really, you know, hit our stride when the season begins. So uh, when you have the players here and you're in season and we've got a lot of programming going on, um, the players obviously have uh, – a lot of commitments, but there's a lot of energy uh, needed to get everybody out there doing what they need to do um, during the season because that's obviously when the most attention is on us. Um, some of the programs in you know, the community relations group will uh, has done the coat drive for 20-some years now. I believe we actually might be hitting 25, 26, and that program has just grown exponentially uh, such that they kicked that off even earlier this year in September pretty much about the time we kicked off the shirt. So I mean, mm -hmm. things just, you know, seem to be growing and growing. And there's a constant planning and constant, um, you know, looking forward to how we can take one program and make its impact that much deeper, um, how we can improve. We always try to get better at what we do, reach more, uh, and make it more impactful. So there's, there's always something. We've got um, support of the military is also uh, an area of focus for, the community relations group here, and uh, also to a somewhat lesser extent for Bears Care. But we do make a point of uh, developing some type of program each year to support the military. So again, another very important platform for the NFL. The Chicago Bears, growing up a, a football fan, uh, and I also am a huge fan of food, uh, and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and the Chicago Bears are, are synonymous. Um, <laughs> they always play on that Thursday. They always play uh, on Thanksgiving. Usually, it's the, uh, the Bears Lions game. I think is the is the it's, national it's been a couple of years since we had treasure. Yes, we used to. Um, yeah, you know what? Maybe I haven't been paying attention because I've been eating so much food. Well, uh, the Lions are always there. The Lions are always there. Sometimes the Bears. Sometimes okay. the Bears. Yes. So, so no big uh, Thanksgiving initiative or push this year. Well, there's always actually multiple pushes. I think uh, Thanksgiving is one season where the players frequently have uh, their own events that they work on, either with their foundations or you know with teammates. Again, at a very grassroots level, sometimes it can be just as simple as helping out a handful of families. Uh, we actually are looking to uh, put something together in November for. Uh, families of veterans and currently enlisted members of the military. So kind of marrying those two initiatives, which okay. are what synonymous with November. So yeah. um, that's sort of what we're looking at. But again, it, it, it changes a little bit every year. Um, but this year, that's, uh, that's our goal is to, you know, provide a great holiday experience and lots to eat for uh, members of the military and their families. 
We're at the Chicago Bears uh, facility. Uh, we're just north of, uh, I guess, downtown Chicago, north of the yeah. stadium. And we're with Marge Ham, who's in charge of Bears Care. The uh, I guess I can call it just the uh, the Bears Philanthropy or Bears sure, Charities sure. Um, here locally and nationally, rather. Uh, it's called Bears Care. And I'm going to put you on the spot here with some of the players um, here with the team. Uh, what are some of the philanthropies, top of your head, that the players have individually? There's always um, a lot of fun philanthropies with players doing their own bowling tournaments or golf outings. Uh, anything come to mind, top of head, putting you on the spot about some of your pl- own players? As far as what they support or how they raise their funds? A little bit of both. Oh, okay. what, what their, well, what their, res- what their uh, foundation supports and how they raise the money to support it. So uh, probably one of the more visible philanthropies that you've seen in the recent weeks, um, Brandon Marshall uh, is uh, a strong proponent of, I I think he would use the words, ending the stigma of mental illness. Um, His foundation is is focused on increasing the dialogue, um, reaching out to individuals to connect them to resources, you know, individuals who feel they might be struggling with issues. Um, Brandon chose to wore uh, sort of a, I like to say, neon green cleat uh, yes. when we played the Giants, which uh, happened to fall during uh, National Mental Health Awareness Week, and he auctioned off those shoes to generate some funds for his foundation, and he has a very specific plan as to how he wants to award those funds. Um, the other players, Charles Tillman is very active with his foundation, supporting uh, critically ill children and their families. He just recently had an event Uh, a celebrity server event where he uh, ropes in a lot of his teammates and uh, they go to a restaurant down in the city and will actually serve the patrons a lovely dinner. I think they work a little bit for tips, which go to the charity, and then Mm -hmm. they'll host a nice nice auction. Uh, Jay Cutler's very involved with um, supporting different diabetes programs, uh, both on the research end and programs that uh, reach out and actually impact the kids who might be um, dealing with uh, living that lifestyle. You know, we, we uh, appreciate and recognize that the uh, NFL, the Chicago Bears, Jay Cutler uh, have platforms and an audience and can get involved and promote a charity and awareness and funding, and it helps uh, millions of people. And we like to sort of break that down, too, on this radio show to say that you don't have to be a Jay Cutler. You don't have to be a, a famous person to get involved with your communities. If It's all math and percentages. If you have um, 100 friends, if you have 100 followers on Twitter, get involved like Jay Cutler does because, uh, you know, he might get 10% of his fans to go purchase or donate money. You might get 10% of your followers. So that's 10 people that might give 10 bucks to a charity. You just helped 100 bucks. That, that's worth it for all of us to get involved. So we appreciate uh, your time, Marge, and bringing up these stories. I want to ask you one last question yeah. about the players to put you on the spot. Who's the one guy, doesn't even have to be a household name, uh, could be a third stringer we've, we've never even met yet. Who's the one guy in this facility that you can always count on when something happens, you need, a, you need someone to go to an elementary school and read to the kids? Who's the one guy that, can, that will just light up a room, that smiles when you walk down the hall and doesn't run the other way when they see your face? Well, I I think, you know, one of our newcomers is doing a a great job in that area. Martellus Bennett um, has done uh, a variety of appearances so far, some some for the community department, some for different partner initiatives, but he is guaranteed to entertain and be engaging and leave you with a positive, lasting impression, and I can almost guarantee you will 
make sure you listen to him and hang on every word. So he's he brings a lot of energy and enthusiasm and a very unique perspective uh, to the team. So he's he's kind of a newer guy that we're we're very excited about. We've got a whole stable of uh, guys that might not be the household names, but you know they understand. Sometimes we're in a pinch. We need you. Come on. Um, you know the only unfortunate part is in this you know in this profession. There's a lot of change. You know, yeah. uh, you know people. Unfortunately, injuries are a part of the game, and you know there might be somebody who's out there at the start of the season, but a few weeks in, then he's on IR, and so we're constantly, you know, dealing with that. And you know, we're respectful of what the players are trying to do on their own to support them in that, and you know, hopefully, in turn, when we really need them, we can count on them, and we usually can. So that that's very encouraging. Well, we thank you for this behind-the-scenes look at the philanthropies uh, and charities and community involvement of the Chicago Bears. She's Marge Ham, the director of Bears Care, and uh, it's just been a pleasure. We'd love to have you on the show again, maybe uh, for season seven of the yeah. Real Bears Fans Wear Pink we'll campaign. Give you the hot off the press preview, maybe. <laughs> all right, all right. And you know what? Is there a big unveil? Is there a press conference where you take down the sheet and show the new shirt? Is it all online? Uh, it, it's done online, but yes, there is great anticipation, and uh, we kind of keep it under wraps until uh, the release date. So We look forward to that <laughs> unveil. And is there a, uh, um, I guess, a separate page with the Chicago Bears website that deals with their community involvement? What is that? There is. It's uh, chicagobears.com forward slash community. You can access information um, on Bears Care through that address. Uh, it'll also take you to information by area of focus, whether it's military, education, it'll direct you to player and coach foundations if that's what you're looking for. So it is a great resource and uh, we hope someday to have as many visitors as some of the other pages uh, on our site do that focus strictly on football content. But uh, we like to think that our pages are equally uh, important and helpful to our community. Marge Ham of the Chicago Bears, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for being here. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.